Did you ever wonder what does a typical day look like for a product manager? In this podcast, we dig deep into what a product manager does on a day-to-day basis, on a weekly week, week-to-week basis, on a quarterly basis and a yearly uh, basis. So don't miss this podcast. Watch this podcast to the end. Hello everybody. Uh, welcome to our podcast Everything Product. We talk about insights on the latest technology with a product mindset. I'm Sid Saladi, product manager working for Best Buy. Hi everyone. This is Fani Woyuru. I'm a product manager at Intuit. Hey everyone. Uh, I'm Srinath. I work as a product operations manager at Twilio. Uh, so hello everybody. Uh, so we have a very interesting topic today. So we're going to talk about a typical day of a product manager, then uh, look at how a product, what a product manager does on a weekly basis, monthly basis, quarterly and yearly basis. So this is going to be a very interesting topic. So tune in to watch the complete podcast here. Uh, so I'd say uh, a typical PM does a lot of different things in a day. So it it uh, it could be categorized into strategy, execution, and collaboration. But um, uh, we'll dig deep into some of these things, what a PM does uh, and, and what we do here. So uh, Fanny, why don't you uh, give us how, how does your uh, typical day look like? Yep. So my, my day varies a lot. Uh, I think uh, in general for product managers, right? There is no one specific thing that uh, we have every day that we do. It varies a lot depending on what we are trying to do. But if I have to tell typical things that uh, I do on a daily basis, the very first thing that I start with is data. So every day uh, we get a report of our uh, Tableau dashboards to see how our products has performed in the last day or so. And in general, since we know how our products do, we have uh, trends that uh, takes place in our product uh, to see, okay, uh, on a daily basis, we have a conversion of, let's say, 55%. How is that varying on a daily basis? Similarly, we also track trends in in terms of errors. Like, uh, let's say we have a drop rate for a customer at this point at a certain percentage. We try to see whether the same thing is continuing or are there any new errors that is coming up on a daily basis? So this is very first thing that I do. And if in case I find any issues here, I create Jira's to my engineering team, or I send emails to the appropriate stakeholders to say, hey, is there something going on here? I'm seeing a sudden jump in terms of traffic, sudden jump in terms of the drop rates, etc. After that, um, I start with my chores of the day, uh, looking at my slacks to see if uh, someone has messaged me, is there anything important that I need to respond? Is there any blockers that I need to address in terms of engineering work, design teams or data teams, et cetera. And then um, typically I go about meetings. Um, My day is usually like 60 60 to 70% meetings. I want to reduce that, but typically we have that. And uh, within these meetings, I typically start with like stand-ups um, that goes around like 9, 9, 9.30-ish. <clears throat> we understand like uh, how the current sprint planned work is going on. Is there any blockers for the team that I need to address? Is there any uh, questions that the team has that I need to answer, etc.? And then uh, it'll have continued meetings and those meetings would vary based on like, uh, uh, let's say there could be some customer interviews that I planned. Um, I go about like uh, defining the questions for that, um, uh, thinking about like how I should ask those questions, how I should plan for those questions, et cetera. And uh, given that I'm a platform product manager, 
I also have several meetings with individual products. Like let's say Mint, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, etc. Understanding what they are trying to do in the upcoming quarters or in the upcoming sprints. Uh, that will eventually define my backlog. Yeah, that sounds, uh, you know, like a busy day. <laughs> Funny. So maybe, uh, Srinath, do you want to go next uh, and, you know, give us how does your uh, typical day look like? Yeah, as uh, Fanny said, uh, I mean, it can vary. Uh, I mean, and depending on the type of work that you are doing and the stage of the product that you are building as well. I mean, in a typical day, I mean, for me, it involves I mean, monitoring the product health dashboard or whatever the portfolio that I have to see how my product is performing. Am I seeing uh, any drop in the users? Am I seeing an increase in adoption such as those? Um, and in addition to what Funny said earlier, like monitoring any big escalations, uh, and for, for instance, take say one set escalations like security, privacy. So trying to make sure those are addressed uh, quickly. And uh, as like Funny said, like my day is occupied with a lot of meetings as well. 50 to 60% of my calendar is occupied with meetings. One thing which we I also do uh, in addition is I mean, having uh, I mean, a relationship with our GTM stakeholders to make sure I'm aware about the latest things that are going across the industry and what they are hearing from the customers. That really helps me to be updated with the latest knowledge, latest trends, uh, latest pain points that customers are talking about. So I can make sure I keep those in mind when I'm trying to build uh, a product feature. Um, in addition, I mean, like Funny said, I also have a lot of uh, meetings uh, with our engineering teams uh, to make sure uh, they are on track and kind of and address any escalation, sorry, any questions. Uh, so, and when, if I am, for instance, if I'm closer to launching a product, probably I will have a go-to-market readiness meeting where I need to work closely with a lot of our frontline our teams as well, in addition to our product, engineering, stakeholders, and all that stuff to make sure we are ready to launch a product. So depending on the stage we are in, uh, it can vary, but these are the, some of the stuff that I generally do. Anything that yeah. you would like to add to them? Yeah, I know, you know, whenever there are product launches, it gets really busy. <laughs> I can actually relate to that. But I think um, um, it's it's kind of similar. But um, uh, so what I, I basically start my day with three different things. The first thing is I, I try to look at all the things which I have to get done and, you know, pick the top three tasks. So I, I basically uh, prioritize all the tasks um, on, um, uh, you know, using a framework called LNO, which is like uh, separating tasks with leverage, right, which gives us 10x output, right? So these are the most important tasks and tasks which are like, okay, neutral, you'd get done, but, you know, these are just moving the ball. And there's also overhead tasks which are like, you know, draining your energy. So I try to make sure I pick the top three tasks which I get done. So that's the first thing I do. The second one is um, I, I look at all, we have user forms where, you know, users talk about different problems they have, you know, all suggestions and all of that stuff. So I skim through all of those channels to see if, you know, there's any inspiration or anything that I have to uh, consider and put it in the backlog. So that that's the second thing I do. And the third thing is look at the data, how the trends are um, and how, how they change weekly, daily and things like that. And I think this helped me a lot because looking at that sometimes there are uh, you know details that you actually look into to that can help you to improve your product better so once these three things are done that's when my normal day starts and 
it's it's all agile ceremonies right you uh, there are a lot of standups i don't at- attend uh, standups but you know sometimes you know when there's an update to the team which i have to give saying okay i have a customer interview engineering team would you want to join please join and and this is at this time and so and so so for those updates i i join and um, there are also brainstorming sessions we have so these brainstorming sessions are for products and you know uh, features that are going to come in the next quarters and also we basically ca- go into a room and you know uh, try to tackle a problem come up with a solution and then you know uh, create jiras and all for that so brainstorming sessions are another piece i have and there's also collaboration meetings where you have to collaborate with other departments on things that have to be done to get or ship features so that's uh, some other meetings by which i attend and uh, i make sure i attend all the demos which happen for the engineering team so because i think uh, demos are the ones which actually give you how the feature looks like and you know is it actually solving the problem or not so i i feel that a product manager's role is critical in that point where he can actually point out if it's actually addressing the problem which the user came to him or he went in and discovered so that's also an important uh, place i try to uh, be at and there's also uh, um, i try to make sure uh you know if there are any uh, stakeholder meetings or high stake meet, uh, meetings i make sure i block at least 20 minutes before that meeting so that i prepare for those meetings i feel that uh the more prepared you are the more effective the meetings are so i know these are some of the things which i do but overall i'd say uh the tasks depend on you know as srinath said the stage of the product so if you are actually shipping features and all the typical day looks different but if you are launching a product right a day kind of you know is completely different where you are talking to client services team to um, educate them about about the product you're talking to sales to uh, giving them sales demos you're talking to the customers to get feedback so there's a lot of different things which you are trying to do and also when there is ideation sessions right which is in the start of a product right i think that's a complete different ball game where we have like day long workshops that go the complete week where we okay say this is the problem which you want to attack we brainstorm that come up with different solutions pick one solution prototype and all of that stuff that's like complete day blocked uh, where you got to come up with some solution at the end of this week so uh, this is how my typical day looks like but you know as you all said right it's mostly meetings meetings but i try to make sure i don't join the meetings which i can't add value so that that makes me free up more time and you know do more deep work rather than just sitting in meetings yeah so i think we covered a lot of different things you know it's it's difficult for people to unpack so many things right maybe we'll uh, first uh, try to uh, pick one right so I, we do a lot of different things but uh, there will be one favorite thing which i like to do or you know funny likes to or shrinath uh, likes to do and one thing which you don't want to do so uh, maybe i'll start with that question uh, with you shrinath so what is the most favorite thing which you would want which you, which you would like to do and what is the least favorite thing which you would like to do so my favorite thing uh, is uh, brainstorming uh, like a playing with uh, i mean doing uh, I mean, collaborative exercise with Uh, different people try to get their kind of viewpoint on what they think about the pain point probably that we are solving and how we are solving i really like that uh, i mean group exercise with so many people uh, i mean when you pick uh, people from different backgrounds it really helps you to 
understand uh, individual viewpoints and you're looking from different lens, not just uh, biased towards only product view or engineering view. So when you have so many people, it really helps you to think out of box as well. So I really enjoy doing a brainstorm exercise and I use uh, Figma. Uh, it's a pretty uh, good tool for doing any of this exercise for anyone who would like to, um, I mean, do more of brainstorming. Uh, the least interesting for me is probably when I'm trying to justify, um, I mean, too much when it's not needed. Uh, I mean, as a PM, I mean, obviously prioritization is one of the most important uh, factors. And when you're trying to uh, fight for your product feature and, and it, sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it may not make sense for you to prioritize, but sometimes when it makes sense, I mean, you would like your product feature to be prioritized, but because of bandwidth, uh, not enough bandwidth, your feature may not get prioritized. So kind of those debates probably, I mean, when it's not necessary, uh, probably that's where, I mean, I will say my least favorite thing to do, because I feel like when we build so much justification and your, your feature still doesn't get prioritized. So I feel like, oh, okay, it's like a waste of time. So, so, so you're saying that um, uh, problem solving is your like uh, the skill you like, right? And you do that through Figma. So I, I've used Miro before, but how how is Figma similar to Miro? You have like reports, you do you know post its and all of that stuff similar? Yes, it's very similar to Miro, and it's just like yeah, it's basically you pull the sticky notes. Uh, and you can create like kind of different, uh, I mean, flow charts and all that stuff as well, the way you like. It's very similar to Miro or Envision as well. I think Envision people use more for like kind of creating mocks than collaboration, but it's pretty close to Miro. It varies okay. for us also. We actually use Figma to create uh, uh, prototypes okay. and stuff. And we use uh, Mural to use uh, uh, to do the collaboration and stuff. Especially yeah, we, we, we use Figma for uh, prototypes and uh, yeah, completely Miro for uh, all the brainstorming. But Miro has a, so I, I love Miro, you know, no offense, but the problem is, right, uh, I have so many boards, but I, I find it difficult to find information. <laughs> there's no overall search, I guess. There's only individual board search where you can search for things, but there's no overall search where you can search across boards. So maybe they'll add that feature someday. So that's that's nice. Yeah. So what about you, Funny? What how what is your uh, most interesting? The uh, funny part was, like uh, yeah. The funny part was, I like the exactly opposite thing. What uh, Sina told. Sina was like, "Hey, I'm I love to talk to people and then bring everyone together to like brainstorm, right? I like think tanks. So I love to just sit for a couple of hours. Don't talk to anyone. Don't look at slacks. Don't look at emails. Nothing and just write. So let's say if I want to start a new feature." or if I want to start a new product in itself, I just sit, start thinking about like what I want within the product, start thinking about how that user journey would look like, what are all the steps the customer would do and just type. And then obviously like whenever I don't have enough details, I try to do research at that time, like uh, Google find the products, uh, do competitor analysis to see what exactly they are doing, what kinds of APIs are available, what kinds of data is something that I need to provide, how do I need to structure it so that it's in it's a very easy way for the partners to consume, etc. So I love the think time. Uh, yeah. And my least favorite thing to do on a daily basis is probably like planning meetings. 
sometimes what happens is you might have to plan for the entire quarter, then you will have like 10 people, 15 people sitting in a meeting, going through all the initiatives that we have from all the product managers, looking at cross product prioritizations, looking at engineering team capacities, et cetera. I believe this is a waste of time, but it's still needed. Because if you don't do that, then your quarter won't be productive. Uh, but those are some of the meetings which you're just sitting for some time where you might not be adding too much value for it, but still you will have to do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So complete contrasting, but uh, I'm more lean towards Srinath here. So uh, for me, what I like is I, I like more about uh, more on strategy things, right? Like where uh, we all sit into um, together in a room where we do workshops and try to ideate and get to a solution. So I'm, I actually like doing those sessions also where I moderate it and, you know, uh, somehow at, at the end, right? So it's magical where everybody's comes in we have a problem statement but everybody's confused what to expect and don't know but somehow magically you end up coming with a solution out of that session so i, I love doing that and then you know bootstrapping that and you know putting that uh, building the initial mvp and then putting it out and seeing how it uh, how people react to it and all of that stuff so that's that's my first favorite thing a second favorite is doing customer interviews i don't know why but maybe podcasting is also something we all like it the same way I like interviewing customers and, you know, picking their brains. So these two are the uh, things which I like a lot. Uh, the things which I don't like are, I would say, uh, things that I have to do for the sake of process, right? So there are a lot of different things which you have to do just for documentation purposes and also for, you know, um, filling out things. And you this has to be in certain uh, format and all of that stuff somehow. I try to avoid those things, but you know, you have as a PM, you have to make sure you do all the check marks, right? To ship the product and all of that stuff. And that exists in bigger organizations. So this is something which is a little hard for me. And also uh, one other thing I would maybe say is uh, I'm an introvert. So talking to others doesn't come naturally to me. So I have to force myself sometimes to do all of these things. So that's also something which I don't like, but I would want to do and improve myself at. Sure. So that, I think, yeah, sorry. That's actually a funny thing. Sidhu. So I've heard this from like multiple product managers, right? Um, a lot of people say, hey, I'm an introvert, but am I fit for a product management role? But the funny part is many of us are like introverts. Yep, that's right. But yeah. when it comes to work, we do a lot of things that typical introverts doesn't do. Like uh, we as product managers, right? Bring in probably like tens of people or like sometimes probably like the tens could be like 20s or 30s, which is a large audience, bring all of them together in a single room and then uh, converse with all of them, make sure they understand what, what we are trying to do and bring all of them into a single point of view to say, hey, this is exactly what we are trying to do. And so the answer to that is anyone can be a product manager, right? No one, no one has to be a like super extrovert to say, hey, I, I love talking to people. It's nothing like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah man, I, I can absolutely relate to that, right? Even when I meet new people, I take time to, you know, mingle with them. But if I'm with my regular friends group, right, I'm, I'm you know, uh, more um, uh, uh, free to talk with them and all of that stuff. But when you work, that is different. It changes. So, yeah. yeah not um, just that. Uh, one more thing there, right? So typically when you work with the team, so if I think about my team right now, 
I don't, I don't think twice to like ask a question. Like a lot of people have that thought process to say, I'm asking a dumb question. But when it comes to the team, like you are working with them on a day-to-day basis, you probably are spending more time with your team than uh, your wife some days. (laughs) (laughs) So in that case, you don't feel that uh, thought process to have to ask that question. Okay, what would that person feel? They'll be like, dude, that's the dumbest question that you have ever asked. And that's fine. We have the trap over the team. And and to add to that funny, so I think a product manager cannot be an expert in all the different areas. So, you know, there are a lot of dumb questions which we have to ask. Otherwise, you don't understand the context. And some sometimes you're actually pulled into meetings suddenly where you don't have context. You have to ask the questions. Okay, what is this all about? What are you guys even discussing? Because, you know, I, I think uh, engineers and all talk at a different level, right? Because they have a better understanding and they can understand each other's terms. But sometimes when you don't have that context, it's tough to ask. So I think it's good to be dumb sometimes as a product manager. <laughs> Yeah, actually, in my I want to add, there is no dumb question. <laughs> Good. I want to add one last thing there, right? So when I joined my uh, when I joined into it, uh, one of the things my manager used to do is like, hey, I'm new. Can you explain me how this product works? Okay, he has been with my team for the last one and a half year, and he still asks the question. But that's a very good way to like get input from people. Because you might be in the company or you might be in the team for more than a year, but you might be new to that feature or you might be new to that product. So putting the thought to say, hey, I'm new here would ease you out uh, in asking any question and it would ease the other people out as well So because they'll be happy. It's their product. They'll be happy to explain how it's going. They'll be happy to explain what needs to be done, etc. So that's an easy conversation to like get input, input from people. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, uh, so this is a typical day, right? So we talked about a lot of a wide variety of things a product manager does. So maybe let's uh, zoom out a bit and you know give more context to people of what a product manager does on a weekly week uh, weekly basis, right? What what are the things he has to keep track of, and you know what what are the different things he does and all. So f- funny, why don't you get us started and you know maybe give us an idea of that? Yep. Um. Maybe I'll put it into three different things, right? The first one is your backlog. The second one is your planning. Third one is demos. I think everything everything else we do around will bring it back to this. So the reason I tell that is the first one, let's take backlog. As a product manager, the most important thing a product manager delivers as an artifact is a backlog, a clear and concise backlog that an engineering team can use to build the products. So we typically have a backlog grooming session where I take to the team to say, hey, these are all the things that we are doing. How do we split it into stories, et cetera. And I do a lot of meetings for that uh, to prepare that backlog, to give enough details. We create something called a one-pager, which basically have a lot of details that clearly tells an engineering team, hey, this is what exactly that I want to um, look at when I look at the finalized product. The second one is planning. Since we work on like two-week sprints, engineering team needs to clearly understand, hey, this is our priority for this current sprint. So there is some kind of planning that's needed to go for a planning meeting as well, because we need to think about like, what are all the things that we need to do from a business standpoint? What are all the things that we need to do from a technical standpoint? What are all the things that we need to do in terms of like handling errors, handling any production issues, et cetera, that typically goes into our planning for a sprint. And the last one is the demos, because 
uh, a very important thing a product manager needs to push for is a clear and concise demo of everything that happened in the sprint. Engineers might have a thought process to say, hey, I'm, I worked only on a, a backend product or I worked on a very simple thing that uh, in the sprint just to like fix a bug or like fix a few bugs, et cetera. But demo for each and everything is really important because a product manager, we love to see code, right? So if someone worked on a backend issue, like show me the code, I would love to see like how you built it, how you're thinking through that, et cetera. The same way if you have uh, worked on like bug fixes and stuff, would love to understand like uh, how you fixed it, how you understand the impact of that issue, et cetera. Because we don't do anything that's like very minute, right? It's actually impacting a customer. So that's what we are trying to do. Do doing this not just helps a product manager, it helps the engineering team a lot because they themselves might not be talking to each other across all the features that they are doing. But once they do a demo, everyone in the team understands everything that's happening through the sprint. And if they are interested to like participating one thing, one thing or the other, they can come and uh, join other initiatives or like do cross collaborations, et cetera. So these are the typical three things that I plan on a week. Yeah. Uh, so uh, speaking about demos, right? You know, you'll also end up in situations where you are thinking or communicating uh, to build something and there is something that is built. So this is a good sign, right? Where the cost of failure is very less in the demo, you actually get to see what is being built. So I think that's a very good point. Uh, how about you, Srina? So what does your typical week look like? Yeah, I mean, I'll echo uh, the activities, uh, what Funny mentioned, but in addition to that, what I also have is uh, a weekly business review, which where I kind of, uh, I mean, write a detail uh, about what happened in the last week. What are the open issues? What are the risks? Where we have made progress? What are the uh, things that we still need to do? Kind of uh, do a weekly business review with our core team who is working on the feature. So they don't need to, I mean, look for email or Slack messages because they can get lost. So having that review with all key stakeholders and core team really helps me uh, to reach the milestone and make sure everyone is on the same page. So that is in addition to uh, what Fanny said that uh, we do. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we have uh, our sprints. Our sprints are usually two-week sprint. It's not a weekly sprint, but it's a two-week sprint. So we participate uh, in uh, the sprint, uh, I mean, review meetings, uh, uh, what uh, the user stories that uh, probably the engineering team has uh, developed to see uh, is that uh, right, I mean, does that meet the right acceptance criteria that we discussed about such as those. So on a weekly basis, typically it involves, um, I mean, the sprint reviews, the, uh, the weekly business reviews, um, in addition to what uh, Fanny mentioned. Sure. Yeah. So uh, maybe I'll add a couple of points here. So I think uh, on a weekly and a bi-weekly basis, uh, the most important thing uh, for um, us would be to prioritize, I guess, right? So that's where uh, Fanny was mentioning the uh, grooming sessions, right? Where we say, okay, we sit and see, okay, what stories are ready, what are not ready, and what has to be prioritized to, you know, maximize the impact. So I think grooming sessions are the top ones. And then I also look at uh, a roadmap to see, you know, how the timeline looks like, because the roadmap is basically a guideline to uh, what, what are we releasing and not releasing and then making sure updating that will keep all the customers, uh, you know, up to date and briefed about what to expect next and what to, you know, prepare and all of that stuff. And I think this also helps different teams who are also collaborating, right? Sales, client services, and all of that to know when they have to 
trigger and start working on their stuff if this specific feature works. So making sure we do the grooming sessions and also update the roadmap to reflect what has happened in the two weeks are the two primary things. And the third thing which I try to do is uh, review OKR. So OKRs are objectives and key results. So we have OKRs which we uh, you know uh, uh, finalized before the quarter. So these OKRs are basically helping you move your uh, step forward towards the vision or mission what you have and each of the the objectives have like two or three key results so i make sure if are we moving in the right direction for the key results or not so let's maybe take an example right uh, we want to improve efficiency by 10 percent right and we have like 10 stories that has to be done in this quarter to improve the efficiency by 10 percent so if uh, there were two stories that were done this quarter right did it move the needle front or not if not we have to make sure we reflect that in the backlog grooming to do something else, something else or change the strategy to make sure we move towards the right direction in the OKRs. So uh, yeah, I think these three are the top things like uh, uh, grooming sessions, roadmaps, OKRs, and I would also add uh, demos as Fanny was saying. So yeah, I think uh, these, these would be the typical things which we would do on a week to week basis. So um, I think these, these are all good ceremonies, right? We are saying how does a typical day look like? And then we zoomed out and said, how does a week look like? And then maybe we'll even zoom out further on and, and look at what does what do we do on a quarterly basis? So maybe I'll start with you, Srinath, now. So how does your typical quarter look like? What are the different ceremonies that go into what, what do you check and how do you update everything? Yeah, and a quarterly planning um, basis. Of, so essentially, I mean, uh, when I look at quarter first, I start with what my quarterly roadmap looks like. What are the different things that I need to execute? What are my top priorities? How I can communicate my priorities with the stakeholders? Because I'm not the only one person who's driving. I work with so many people in getting uh, those priorities done. So I mean, having a good list of priorities, uh, having a good uh, plan to execute that on a quarterly basis is pretty important. At the same time, communicating with stakeholders, making sure, I mean, they understand uh, uh, that is very important. So that is one of the important things that I do uh, on a quarterly basis. Um, in addition to that, um, I mean, we also have a quarterly business review. So this is where you bring your like top leadership at VP, or sometimes even SVP level uh, to give insight into, I mean, how the quarter went through for your product portfolio. It's uh, very important uh, for them to have insight into what, uh, I mean, our team is building um, because you may have dependencies, I mean, which are way up that you cannot solve. That's where your leadership will chime in and can help you with any dependencies that uh, you may need to uh, solve. So it's pretty important to um, I mean, get insight uh, and get feedback uh, and buy in from them. So you're making sure you're heading the right direction and ask for help as needed. Um, the third thing which I also do on a quarterly basis is, I mean, understanding our customer satisfaction scores, what our test customers are saying, because customer satisfaction scores don't change like on a week to week basis or month to month basis much, but you can see some good shifts or trends on a quarterly basis. So that will really help you to understand, oh, did you build the right product? Okay, if you didn't build, uh, if you did not build, then what are the opportunities? So that's where you get a lot of these insights from customer satisfaction scores, their anecdotes, um, such as these. 
So overall, I would say, I mean, quarterly planning, I mean, when I look at a quarter, I start with kind of the priorities, what my roadmap, uh, communicate that, get their buy-in. And then after that, I mean, it all starts the week and day activities that we earlier discussed about. And at the end of the quarter, I mean, sharing kind of the results, uh, what happened um, to make sure we uh, give insight and at the same time get feedback and move on to the next quarter and um, address the additional opportunities. Yeah, so I I, I think... Um even though it it sounds simple there are there is a lot of collaboration that goes in right because there's a lot of buy-in and a lot of uh, you know people you have to talk to to make sure you agree upon what you're trying to do and then get through and you know then present things and also that makes sense uh, how about you funny very similar um the way i would put it is i i would bucket this into two things the first one is marketing and the second one is road mapping so as a product manager, one of the most important things that you need to do is market your products. Because many times what happens is you might be building something really important, but without your knowledge, another product manager might be building the exact same thing that you're building. Because ideas are common, but execution is something that's, that's really important. So one thing that we try to do a lot is market. So whatever we try to do, not just the demos internally, we try to give demos externally as well. Like whenever we find a forum where we can go to much larger audience, uh, it could be our platform, it could be multiple platforms, or it could be like multiple products. We try to like uh, set up a time uh, for our team to go there, probably give a demo for like 15 minutes to 20 minutes and get all the questions uh, answered. And uh, we also do similar things like uh, talking to leaders, like explaining them to say, hey, this was our target in terms of reaching a metric from here to here. And then in order for us to reach that metric, we plan for these initiatives. And this is how that initiative has been progressing throughout the month, throughout the quarter, et cetera. And we do a lot of other marketing sessions as well. Uh, it could be like posting messages on Slack. We do like much broader Slack messages with detailed inputs to say, hey, this is the customer problem. This is what we have done. This is the results that we are seeing. These are the experiments that we have done and uh, learn through it. And if you have any questions, reach out to us. We also add videos. We also add screenshots, et cetera. And we that's what we do like multiple ways to like market our products throughout the month and throughout the quarter so that everyone knows what's happening within uh, our platform, our products and stuff. And the second one is road mapping, right? Uh, when we started the quarter, we typically say that, hey, this is how my roadmap is going to look like. Or when we started the year in itself, we would say, hey, this is how my roadmap is going to look like. How is the roadmap performing on a monthly basis? Are we seeing issues? Are we, did we have any further learnings that we want to tweak our roadmap? or we want to add anything else to it so that we can improve our metrics in a better way. We continually look at that on a monthly basis together. Like we'll have probably like engineering leaders, like product leaders, uh, data leaders, et cetera, come together. We go through that roadmap to say, hey, this is how we are doing. This is what we want to tweak. This is what we want to add. And then continually improve that and then bring it back to the engineering teams. Yeah, yeah right. then- marketing is a very important component there. That reminds me of another thing that uh, probably I should have told is we also do uh, quarterly newsletters and quarterly lunch and learn sessions uh, for similar, similar to the goals that Fanny was talking about. How do you market your features? Because uh, that way we can talk about our features with so many people. When you have lunch and learn sessions, we, we saw pretty high attendance, uh, people coming and learning about our product features. And they also, if there are any 
I mean, cross parts, probably we, I mean, we can uncover there as well. In addition, the quarterly newsletters as well uh, that we frequently do, and we get a lot of, I mean, replies uh, if they find something interesting or someone is already working on something, probably there is some dependency somewhere that we need to be aware. And that really helps us to understand, um, I mean, uncover any potential unknowns as well. So, yeah, so that, those are the two additional things that we do. Um, and we have seen some good response there. Sure. Yeah. So kind of similar uh, on similar lines. So I'd say the first uh, important thing, again, I go back to um, OKRs, right? So OKRs is like end of a quarter. What we do is we try to uh, see if the OKR is completed or not. So normally, you know, uh, you could say that if you actually do uh, achieve all the KRs, you are not stretching enough. And if you don't achieve like um, too many or there's something wrong in the planning so you make you i you either say it's a success or no right so i think we evaluate that uh, retrospect and then and uh, go for the next planning and when we plan okrs for the next quarter it actually starts one and a half month two months before where you try to put in all the different things get the mind validate the ideas do experimentation and also get the prds ready then make sure you know all of this is packed in and you know is ready for review and then you start the quarter so these two are the most important things we do on a quarterly basis and uh, the third one is roadmap right so i think roadmap we do it on a monthly basis and a bi-weekly basis where uh, uh, the features and one what is what value we are providing to the customer keeps changing and you know we keep adjusting dates based on how uh, the team ship and all uh, the third one on the marketing side, uh, we call them roadshows. So roadshows are things where each team comes out and basically they call in all the stakeholders, all the users and everybody, they can come and sit. So the team comes in and presents all the things that has, that have went into the product and all the work which I've done. And also, uh, there, this is also an opportunity to recruit people who could do beta uh, testing and all of that stuff, right? Where we do focus groups and all of that stuff. So this is a place where we showcase all of that stuff, I'd say. So yeah, I think these are the most important uh, things uh, we try to do and all tie everything back to whatever we want to achieve in the next one or two years. Okay, so yeah, I think um, day, week and a month and a quarter. And I think uh, let's maybe uh, go zoom out further more and then get into yearly planning. I think yearly planning looks a lot different than what we do on all of these things, right? So uh, if we want to start, right, like what does your typical year look like? Funny, Like what are the different activities you do? Um, I think the one thing that we do to plan for a year is actually realizing what we want to do. Uh, some of this comes top down and some of this comes bottom up because it's not like someone is dictating what you want to do. But if someone is at a direct level, VP level, et cetera, they might have like a much bigger thought process than yours. So what typically happens is we have something called, uh, uh, what do you say, a six pager or a three pager that into into its intuitive terminology. But basically what, what that's telling is this is our vision for the year. Uh, our VPs and directors are also very hands-on. They create this document and they give the thought process to say, hey, this is how we are looking at for the entire next year. We want to focus on, let's say, uh, taking our product from just being one product centric to a product that can be utilized by like five different customers. 
or we are thinking about our APIs being uh, just generic to one product to a standardized API that can be utilized across multiple products. The same way with data, same way with customers, same way with developers, et cetera. So they look at different streams to say, hey, these are our top level big bets for the year. And that trickles down to like several products and several product managers. And then that's what we use to like, uh, to define our own strategies, our own uh, roadmaps and stuff. And we spend a lot of time just understanding that and at the same time defining that. So this is something that we do on a monthly basis so that it helps our uh, overall year. And then we put artifacts such as the detailed roadmap that basically tells uh, the first two quarters, which is a very solid plan to say this is exactly what I'm building. Q3 and Q4 typically like very uh, abstract and those will get filled as we come closer to it. And then we also define metrics like Sidhu was telling, right? OKRs. Uh, we define clear metrics to say, hey, this is how we are currently ending our current year. And then uh, by the end of next year, this is where our this is where we want to look at metrics to be. It could be a starting point where we want a few external developers to use our products. Or it could be uh, a more standardized uh, metric where uh, you typically say, hey, uh, we have 50% success rate here. We want it to go to 60% by next year. Perfect. Yeah, sounds good. I think yearly planning actually is a mix of a lot of different initiatives from the company side, department level, and you know your team level. So you have to make sure you cross all the T's while you do all of that planning, right? Yeah. So what about you, Srinath? How does your year look like? Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, uh, I think yearly planning is probably one of the most important uh, aspect. Uh, uh, for any, I mean, I mean, road mapping or what you want to achieve next year, because that kind of sets the baseline, what you want to do in a quarter, what you want to do in a monthly, what you want to do in a weekly or a daily and all that stuff. So if we don't have a good yearly uh, planning or roadmap in place, that can create churn across a lot of teams, creates frustration, and probably you'll not be able to deliver uh, anything if you don't have a good uh, year plan. So uh, I just want to start with that. So uh, typically our yearly planning, uh, I mean, based on my experience in different organizations um, in Amazon, I saw it was more, uh, I mean, tops down and uh, bottoms up uh, where we try to uh, meet together, kind of uh, uh, understand what our top uh, leadership priorities are and what uh, we think um, uh, in addition, that we should also focus and we kind of uh, merge uh, at one place and come up with a final list of priorities and our uh, typical yearly planning primarily happens i mean a little in the later half of the year where we tend to focus more on uh, capturing ideas uh, from various uh, customer facing teams or stakeholders and um, i mean come up with some framework that probably will help you to win in the next three to five years, so let's suppose, or next year, whatever it is, uh, come up with a strategy. And once you uh, identify in the strategy, what are the different choices that you want to make? Uh, define those strategies, validate those strategies, come up with one pagers, go and present it to leadership but to get their buy-in. And if it makes sense, then that's a part of your roadmap. If not, then uh, it's not. So we take the list of top priorities from leadership once we, we, that's at a very high level, for instance, it can be just like privacy, that's it. But you need to define what those individual 
uh, things that you need to do within privacy in order to keep your product moving. Uh, so for that, you write a lot of this fun pagers and all that stuff, and you come up with an initiative that you need to target uh, the following year and make sure people are bought into that. So yeah, and also we are also measured uh, similar to the OKRs that you guys just mentioned. Uh, so, I mean, that is pretty important as well. So we are um, delivering tangible stuff and also able to measure um, our results. So that's how we do as well. Yeah, strategy, I think uh, it's not easy and it's an iterative approach, right? You keep doing it and, you know, there's a lot of experimentation, validation and talking to people that goes into it. Well, uh, my typical, I, I would say for me, right, um, I would say I would maybe start at um, uh, the company level uh, and say, okay, uh, you know, consumer, uh, the preferences and, you know, the way how consumers behave keep changing every you know, every six months, every three months. So I think based on how all of this buying habits and all of that change, the overall company initiatives tend to change sometimes, right? Sometimes you have it logged for three years, but sometimes, you know, you have to change when there's a disruption in the market. So uh, these top-down initiatives trickle down to uh, department-level initiatives, and they're also team-level initiatives. So uh, I think uh, the first exercise, what we try to do is, calibrate all of this to make sure that aligned to what we try to do at the team level right so make sure you know all of the uh, initiatives are aligned and make sure we have the right initiatives in place and all of that stuff and also i'd say uh, at this point you know if uh, certain segments have the funding or not uh, do we have improved funding or not and all of that stuff you know that uh, actually uh, varies and based on that we come up with new initiatives and all and um, i think after these discussions, right, there are opportunities which you identify where you could actually create a product or, you know, solve a problem and all of that stuff. I think that's when you uh, uh, kind of go in and uh, that kicks in a lot of different things where you do user interviews, then you do ideation sessions, validation sessions and all of that stuff. Once you do that, then you come up with a, uh, the, the overall plan, the vision of the product and all of that stuff. And then you present it to the leadership saying, okay, this is what the overall company initiative department initiative and and is and this product can help us get to that point and that's when you actually pitch that and, and see if everybody likes or you know you might have to do two or three iterations once you do that once you get the funding and that 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 brings in a new cycle of uh meetings and all which have to be laid out to make sure the team falls into place to start that product uh, so that's for new products, but for the existing products, you have to calibrate everything based on what the strategy and what the leadership alignment is and make sure every, you bring everybody in the same page and give them updates and all of that stuff. So I'd say that's how things change as we move on from year to year. Yeah, so man, I think it's it's been a really good session today. We did cover a lot of ground here, but before we end, maybe I'll uh, ask you. We'll we'll end with a question, right? So, if uh, aspiring PM or a PM who just uh, kind of joined, right, he's in the initial stages, new on PM. Uh, so, what would be the two suggestions which which you would give uh, to them? Uh, so, if you want to take time to think, I can start, and then I'll uh, uh, move it on to you guys. So, for me, I'd say the two important, most important things are. Um, uh, is uh, you know we discussed this before ask questions don't feel uh, you know uh, that you know people will think dumb about, dumb about you because pms cannot be experts in all the areas so feel free to ask questions and second one is 
if you need help ask for help because initially i used to kind of sit and try hit my head bang my head to figure things out but sometimes if you maybe just send a slack message someone might have already gone through that and you know gives you that so make sure you ask questions and also ask for help these two other things which i would say are my takeaways as a product manager in my initial days so what about you srinath yeah i'll say two things uh, first uh, always be i mean learn and be curious uh, because i mean there are always lot of learnings uh, probably lot of new things that you would be uh, hearing from customers or something that you probably are building is not required anymore so i uh, will always be learn and curious and try to incorporate uh, in your whatever you are trying to build and second i would say be open minded uh, i mean i think as a pm you need to be very open minded listen give a chance uh, for others to speak and you need to be a good listener because that's when uh, you can go i mean out of your space and uh, and evaluate without any bias of what other people are saying it's very important uh, to be open minded uh, when i mean working as a product manager because you when you work with so many people so everyone uh, probably have a different point of view that you need to respect so i'll say those are to from my side emotional emotional intelligence <laughs> yeah yes so and probably third one which i can say final is empathy i think empathy is as well uh, very important uh, when you're working with so many people yeah so what about you fanny uh, the first one is right like as a product manager right sit and write so uh, that's where i think like uh, say have your heads down time like be it couple of hours be it few hours in a week sit and write what whatever you are thinking and when you put something on a paper and where you can clearly tell hey this is the problem this is how you want to solve you can never go wrong and obviously you cannot write a document without talking to people without talking to customers without looking at data etc so there is a lot of background work that background work that you need to do in order to make that happen but write that's the biggest suggestion that i could give to product managers and the second one that i could think of is data so always focus on data and then make data backed decisions if you can do that it's not a, it's not at all an easy thing to do but if you can do that you would be an excellently successful product manager yeah i i'm funny i think that's a really good point because i think writing will actually help you communicate in a very better way you know before when i was not writing things i was like okay throwing things out of people you know rambling and all of that stuff but when you write right you have that structured way of why what how and all of that stuff so that people can easily follow so yeah very very good point and yeah. for everyone who is watching right if you don't know sidhu has a newsletter and he posts that every week in terms of different product management topics you should totally subscribe to that and he'll add that link in the description thanks for that mention yeah please subscribe i can add it to the um, description but a very good uh, description uh, sorry a very good uh, discussion here so we covered a lot of ground and i think this today's discussion was more more from what our what our exp- uh, experiences were right it was not like something we prepared and all of that stuff so uh, pretty you know deep and lot of content here uh, thank thanks everybody thanks everyone and for any product managers who's watching tell us what you think in the comment section as well thank you yep. thanks everyone please don't forget to subscribe to our channel everything product